Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. I hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you back to another edition of Loyalty Live. In this series, we have the privilege of speaking with leading agencies, technology partners, and consultants in customer channel and brand loyalty about the technology trends and best practices that impact a brand's ability to drive unique experiences, enhance engagement, and most importantly, impact customer loyalty. Uh, Loyalty Live allows these partners to uh, give us a deeper insight into the state of customer loyalty as we service a number of challenges from brand markers, members, and non-members that they are having in regard to customer loyalty. So it allows for a deeper assessment and a response from these partners to these challenges as they are seeing them in their own operations, which helps brands understand and evaluate the challenges for them. So today we have the pleasure of speaking to two wonderful people from Tenerity. We have Aidan Lundy, who's the global head of Connect Account Management and the managing director of the UK, and Eileen Peacock, who's the vice president of Global Strategic Partnerships for Tenerity. How are both of you today? Very good, Mark. Thank you very much for having us. Terrific. And, Eileen, and you have two continents. That's good. Two continents. I know you have coffee. Aiden has a long title, uh, so this should be a great. <laughs> Uh, first off, uh, for both of you, we'd love to know a little bit more about yourself. Uh, we'd like to start these on a more personal level to get to know you, uh, your role at Tenerity, and maybe a bit about your background. So, Eileen, uh, since you have a fresh cup of coffee, let's uh, go ahead and start with you. Sure. So, I am based in New York. I'm just a few miles outside our Stanford, Connecticut offices. I've been with Tenerity for not quite two years, and I've been in the loyalty industry for longer than I would care to say. Girl never gives away her age. Um, I've always been on the side of provider of content, marketing, insights, and in some cases, technology. Tenerity was a very natural move because we do all of those things. So when I think about my role at Tenerity, if you are looking at one of our solutions, if you can view it, click it, claim it, save it, Someone on my team has sourced that offer, has figured out the marketing around that offer, and someone else is going to report on the performance. So I'm in a very enviable, posi enviable position of seeing the end-to-end. -end. Okay, great. And Aiden, uh, let him know a little bit more about yourself as well. Sure. So I'm, I'm based over the other side of the pond, based in London. Um, originally from Ireland, though, so representing. Um, I've always been, similar to Eileen, always spent my time in the provider side, so the agency side of loyalty programs and engagement. Um, very much, you know, what, what gets me out of bed in the morning is building like a really close relationship with our clients and our partners, you know, getting under the skin of their needs, what keeps them up at night, and then building, you know, uh, really strong teams that help deliver against those, uh, those, those objectives and those strategies. And helping them kind of shape what they are as well, as opposed to just, you know, um, getting from A to B. It's how do we set what that roadmap looks like? Um, yeah, not not quite as tenured as, as Eileen, um, but yeah, some good heritage. All across the way. <laughs> a number of different agencies from Collinson to, to Wonderman to, to Amia and to originally Dunhumby. So good background in, you know, that, that use of data and making good decisions and engaging with customers. Excellent. Um, I won't ask you about uh, Northern Ireland and Brexit. I've been reading a lot about that recently, but we'll, we'll save that for another discussion. Um, 
Save that for a drink. <laughs> yeah, do that for sure. Uh, can you give us a, a brief overview of Tenarity? Uh, I know you guys have a, a, a very unique and powerful service offering. We'd love to know a little bit more. Uh, we'll go ahead and tee that up to Aiden. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a go, and I know Eileen will, will fill in the gaps that I obviously leave behind. So, look, at our core, we, we offer up this platform, the Connect platform, um, which is basically a digital-first, customer engagement, customer loyalty-driving platform. Um, it really enables us to, to capture data, um, to, to refine that data, but then also to act upon it. So to build up that relationship with the end customers um, and to help our partners build that relationship, maximize the value of that relationship and help to, to influence or reward, depending on the strategy, uh, the consumer behavior. Okay, excellent. There's a, a great deal of uh, interest in, in brands, as you know, with uh, changes in privacy, uh, changes in regard to technology, making sure the technology works, of creating personalized experiences that can drive uh, engagement uh, and enhance customer loyalty. And I think you guys do a very unique job. So learning... You know, looking forward to learning more throughout this discussion. Um, you know, so when you look at customer loyalty, one of the things we'd love to understand is how brands define it. So what customer loyalty means to Tenarity and also what does customer loyalty mean to the customers that you work with to help them uh, in their loyalty journey? Um, I'll, I'll, I'd like to address this one. So this is, this is I think, really at the nub of, of how we build any kind of uh, engagement or uh, program for our end customers. Um, it was many years ago at Dunhomby that um, Clive Humby, actually, of, of the oft-quoted phrase that data is the new oil, he was talking to a group of us and he said, you know what, loyalty in this space, it's not like a sports team where you're red or you're blue. Um, the space we were talking about was like CPGs. And actually, there's a bit of dipping in and out. So I think understanding that framework of for the industry you're looking at, what is loyalty? So if it's in a telco space, you know, it's binary. People don't have two or three telco uh, contracts. But if it's in a banking space, you know, the average American has about five, maybe even six different banking cards in their wallet. So how do you create that stickiness for, say, a telco and keep them on board and make sure they don't leave? Because if they leave, they're gone. Versus how do you fight for uh, primacy in the wallet of that payment card when you know that your customer probably has five or six? And again, you look at that lens across all the other industries we work at, be it um, grocery retail, be it energy, as we said, working in financial services, uh, really understanding what is achievable in terms of loyalty and how do you go about uh, affecting that and, and trying to achieve that. Excellent. And when you look at um, customer loyalty holistically, there are a lot of challenges, Eileen. Uh, we just recently did a state of customer loyalty uh, research paper for uh, the brands, for marketers, for members, non-members. And many of them mentioned this challenge with regard to strategic offerings, understanding disparate technology uh, with regard to customer loyalty. There's a, a consistent uh, lack or challenge with regard to metrics and reporting are big examples of some of the challenges that we see in, in kind of the research we just uh, conducted. You know, what challenges are your clients coming to you with and, and how do you see that changing going throughout 2023? I, the good news is we're hearing the same thing. So the trends that your folks are identifying are the same we're hearing. I'd say Aiden hit the nail on the head. It all starts with strategy. What is the brand looking to accomplish? What's the best way to get there? And that includes technology, 
but it can't be an apologies in advance to the tech folks out there. It can't just be about technology. A, technology should be absolutely invisible to the end user. And any program that you're working with should be able to plug into your existing technology. So you should be able to say, here's where I need to get as a brand. And your partner should be sitting with you and working through that strategy that's going to get you there. It's going to be a combination of content. It's going to be a combination of, obviously, look, feel, communications, all of those things. But at the end of the day, it has to be iterative. So while you've set your strategy, you're never standing still because customers and consumers have way too many options. And if you're not innovating, and I think that's where the strategy conversation sometimes goes awry, people think they're starting at point A and they're ending at point C and they don't realize that point C is 11 seconds into the journey. If you're not already thinking about LMNOP, you're dead in the water already. So it's that truly setting a long-term strategy and being comfortable iterating that strategy and being comfortable that you trust your customer. So as you bring in new offerings, new mechanics, all of those things, you're gauging what works for your customers and you're taking them to the next level. Okay. Eileen, uh, another thing that we are seeing and continue here, both in the survey and, and uh, as we meet with members on a day-to-day basis, we actually just had a meeting earlier today around kind of economic uh, impacts uh, that uh, brands are looking at seeing. What are they seeing, right? But uh, there's a challenge and an opportunity to redo their customer centricity offers, their customer loyalty offers. Um, so many brands want to do that, even in kind of this economically uncertain time. Uh, you know, is that something that you're seeing people are looking at functionality, uh, they relaunch or update their programs? You know, what are your clients coming to you asking for right now? We're absolutely seeing that. We are seeing people want to make sure that not only what they have is right, but what they have is right for right now. So when you look at the economic uncertainty, to me, that's really the ideal time to reassess your program because your audience, your customers are looking for something different. Their stressors are different. Your role is to try to help make their life easier. And that's really how we approach it. So when we're talking about, you know, people relaunching, people adding functionality, the functionality may be sustainability. You know, everyone's talking about sustainability. While you want to protect your wallet, You also want to be doing good for the environment or you want to be doing good for a charity or something else. How do you blend those together? So your customer knows you hear them, you're listening to them and the program that you're relaunching or that you're launching for the first time is really relevant and feels natural to that customer. Okay. Aiden, uh, for brands who are looking to launch a new program or potentially reintroduce their loyalty program, what are some of the key steps that they should be considered of or they should be keeping in mind to ensure that their member engagement levels don't fall off, that the brands get it right, uh, especially as they are looking to kind of relaunch, reposition and and refocus the, the, uh, the offering? Oh, that's a great question. I think... Um, it's something that probably doesn't doesn't get considered is, is taking that backward step before you take the forward step. Um, but I think really understanding, you know, what role does loyalty play within your engagement with these end customers? Um, you know, there's a lot of very good member-centric organizations who have a very um, 
membership focus and loyalty focus engagement with customers. And, that, and that's great. So they have the ability to kind of really dial up uh, the functionality and the, and the ways in which they can use that to, to affect behavior and to drive value. But there's always going to be people up and down that spectrum. So I think the key thing is to understand that. So if you're playing a role where, you know, customer loyalty and customer's engagement with the brand is perhaps a little bit lighter, it still has an impactful uh, role in, in playing with how you try and attract and retain customers. It just might not be the, the very core of their relationship. Their relationship. And I think it's just understanding where you sit on the spectrum and what the outcome is you're trying to achieve. I, are you trying to get 100% of their spend within this industry or are you trying to get 50% or are you trying to get just one more purchase per month? Um, having an understanding of what those outcomes are as opposed to the mechanic you want to use to, to achieve those outcomes is, is definitely at the forefront. I think if you've got that right and you're working with an agency who understands those needs, They'll, they'll map out the best way for you to maximize your, your investment in loyalty to actually achieve that outcome, as opposed to, I don't know, either building a far too complicated or too simple proposition that doesn't maximize your ability to really drive that outcome you're looking for. Okay. When you look at personalization, Eileen, that's another uh, very germane topic for our audience right now. But personalization can be challenged, getting it right, uh, getting access to all the data, uh, having a CDP or a kind of an output engine that can manage it uh, is very challenging. PII, person across channels, you know, it's something we hear consistently about. So they're using that, they're using a platform for that, they're using someone else for their automation, they're using someone for their, their offers engine. You know, when you look at personalization, what are your clients asking you for in regard to the, that topic? And, and, and what advice would you offer to a brand? Maybe one thing or a couple of things that can help them improve their personalization efforts. I think we have to take a step back um, from where, where we've thought about personalization before, Mark, and really think about it, in it as personalization. And you know, a lot of us just had year-end reviews. My year-end review, I wasn't, hey, you're in this tier. It was, here's what you did well. Here's what you can improve on. All of that direct feedback. That is what personalization means today. And that's really how we focus. I want the customer to tell me about them. And in return, that customer should expect me to listen and to learn about what they're doing through their habit, what they're viewing, what they're clicking, what they're claiming. All of those things across a platform are going to start to tell me a lot about Aiden. And so regardless of what tier Aiden is in, if he's silver, gold, platinum, and Aiden, you are platinum to me, um, bordering on diamond, if regardless of what tier he's in, he wants something that's relevant to him. So when you're looking at your whole program, thinking about relevancy, thinking about breadth of offers, and that doesn't mean just things you're going to make money on. That means tell me something about sustainability to pick on a topic again. Tell me something about charity. Help me learn something else today or just be there because I want to take my husband away this weekend and I want a discount on a hotel room. Um, that's You want to be that source to your customer and personalization is the only way to get there. Okay, absolutely. Now, when you look at uh, customer expectations, uh, there's a big push towards instant gratification or at least the ability to 
have instant engagement with with a, a brand. Um, you know, what are some trends are you seeing in regard to rewards and offers, creating uh, different engagement type strategies? Are there are there differences industry industry? What's working? Are there differences uh, globally since you guys have global programs? People, when it comes to instant gratification, um, you know, it may be a sausage roll in the UK. And it may be something that isn't a sausage roll in the U.S. I don't even know what our equivalent is. It may be a, uh, I don't know, McDonald's breakfast sandwich. But they both, people want the same thing. And I think we also have to take a step back and think about instant gratification as a facet of personalization. It's really important that I understand that Aiden wants a sausage roll. I want a coffee. Someone else may just want a game that they can play volume off for two minutes and unplug from their day. So it's having those different offerings, those different mechanics, if you will, that make sure that again, the program feels like it's custom to that consumer. We do a lot with gamification and I'm always fascinated by the people who only play the big games. They only wanna play for a big prize, a $500 prize, the people who only seem to play for a free cup of coffee and then what they do throughout their journey. Cause that tells me a lot about what their day is like. And I can try to make sure that what I'm putting in front of them, instant gratification or otherwise is something that's going to go along with their day. Okay. Aiden, when you look at customer loyalty programs, uh, strategic offerings, technology offerings, a uh, greater focus on emotional loyalty. Some brands feel they could do a good job of some others don't. You know, what does emotional loyalty mean to you and to Narity and, and how does your offering help brands drive emotional loyalty? Yeah. Um, I mean, well, I, I personally think about driving emotional loyalty is, is a really good change that's come across in the industry. Um, I think when you look at some of the product sets uh, and the, the things that people are buying, you know, there's not necessarily a physical interaction. So how do you how do you then build that relationship? So let, let's take telcos, for example. You know, you might know you have an Apple or a Samsung hand, handset, but the people delivering you your minutes and your connection, it's harder to build that relationship. So using the strategy of trying to build that emotional connection and, and genuine relationship with the customer, I think is great. Similarly for, you know, many other industries where you never see the end product, you just feel its impact or its use. Core, and I think the, the most important thing to consider here is integrity. Um, I think, you know, a fuel retailer trying to necessarily build an emotional connection with somebody who's very eco-conscious is, is a tricky one to try and achieve. So is that necessarily the right play? Um, I think, you know, other, other brands where they try and understand what is it that this customer, what, what matters to them or what, what, what is going to actually drive that emotional connection? So... I think a lot of brands are getting it really good insofar as having, uh, you know, other things they engage with, other brands they engage with and other activities, um, be they uh, environmentally linked or, or cause linked. But again, it has to be integrity. It has to be something that that brand genuinely contributes to and genuinely demonstrates in their own values that they believe in. Um, and the key thing there is understanding that their customers have a similar outlook and that those kind of causes resonate with them. Um, I think if that integrity is strong, then the customers these days, especially, they can see that and that authenticity is really valued and that builds a really solid relationship. 
Um, I think our ability to capture data and to really understand customers' beliefs and, and customers' interactions and engagement things enables us to help brands put that right level of content in front of these people and also to show them. So one of the retailers we're working with um, is a cooperative retailer. Like their, their ethos is to do good in the environment and their local environment. Um, so what we're trying to do is to ensure that their customers can see that engaging with that retailer, engaging with their brands is actually doing good in their community. And it's really just being true to that original uh, remit and original belief of, of that retailer. Okay. Uh, last question, uh, Aiden. What's the next big thing for customer loyalty? Is there a trend uh, that you may be seeing in the market or kind of, a, kind of an offering that you're putting forth in the market that you think is going to be the next big thing for customer loyalty? I'm really glad I got this really simple, easy question. What is the next big thing? Um, honestly, I think there's, there's two things. One is the, the small thing, which I think we're going to see more of just because of the macro situation that we're seeing at the moment. I think value, whether that's giving customers back money off stuff or just demonstrating that they're getting good value while you know inflation is pushing every bill through the roof, that we're just going to see more of across the board. It's not an X big thing, but it's going to become a hygiene factor for any brand engaging with people. And um, the only other thing, and it's not a big thing, but it's going to be an evolution of what's been happening, is just ubiquity and where you can see um, how your relationship with a brand is actually developing. So if you're engaging with Brand X and you think you're a loyal customer, whether it's on your phone or whether it's out in the street, in, in actual physical interaction, you need to see and feel that relationship. So, you know, I want to be getting going to a sports event that's sponsored by Brand X, and I want something there that, that resonates with me and shows me that I was a valued customer, but also, you know, in my day-to-day -day life, they're showing me that they're a valued customer. So it's that creeping into or, you know, gently introducing themselves into more and more facets of people's lives to show that, you know, you value their custom and you're, you're, you're rewarding it or uh, encouraging it. I think we're going to see more and more of that. Excellent. Well, uh, Aiden, Eileen, very interesting uh, and powerful discussion. Uh, sometimes it's going to be a little challenging having two people on, but you guys handled it with a plum. So it was, it was great. Uh, very uh, detailed uh, responses. Uh, so it was, it was uh, quite the, quite the pleasure to be able to talk to both of you today. So thank you. No, oh, thank you for having us. Thank Mark. you. Absolutely. Yeah, appreciate it. And thank you everyone for listening and make sure you join us again for our Loyalty Live sessions coming up. Have a wonderful day and have a great 2023. Thank you.